0: Welcome to episode 54 of the UK Sports Chat podcast, I'm Joe Williams and in this episode I speak with Michelle Mortimer and Louise Humphreys. Uh, some of you may have recognised both of today's guests, Michelle, also known as Miles with Shell on Twitter, is a running coach and Louise Humphrey is from Studio 44 Pilates. Louise held uh, weekly Pilates sessions for us during the pandemic, you may have joined in some of those. Together, Shell and Louise have a new podcast, Canny Cross Conversations, and this podcast is all about running with your dog. As usual, please give us any feedback via our social channels or on info at ukrunchat.co.uk. Please enjoy the rest of your week and we will see you on the next episode. Welcome, Shell and Louise. How are you both?
1: Yeah, good. Thank you. Good, thank you. Lovely to be here.
0: Yep, lovely to have you both on. Thanks for coming on to chat. So, as I said in the intro, there, I, 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 I gave the little intro. Louise, you did lots for us, didn't didn't you? During the um, during lockdowns, you, you did weekly Pilates sessions for us.
1: I did. It seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? But yes, it was weekly, 10-minute Pilates uh, for runners. So yeah, it was very good. Thank you for that.
0: All right. No, thank you. And if anyone hasn't seen those, jump on our YouTube and check out Louise's Facebook, etc. there's some great little sessions there that you can do at home that will help. And Shell, um, how are you? You okay?
2: Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you.
0: All good. Um, and I, I mentioned in the intro that... the obviously you're a running coach and lots of our listeners will will know you as well so I'm I'm going to jump straight in with my first question for you both is how do you go from being Pilates teachers and running coaches to podcasters
2: it's a very good question that isn't it it's one I ask myself frequently um she'll, she'll, i'll start answering that um louise and i haven't actually met in person have we yet not yet um, we're about to meet very soon for a canny cross run mm-hmm. um, and we both got into running with our dogs and we've both got very highly prey driven dogs which is why we got into canny cross and um, became instructors and yeah. um, been doing that about i've been doing that about three or four years now i think and we louise and i kind of met over twitter and just decided, because we're so passionate about educating people about the best ways to run with the dogs, Yeah. Um, we thought we'd start our little podcast called Canny Cross Conversations. Right. Um, and it's just about, we've we've done a couple of runs with our dogs while recording. Yeah. Um, and we're basically chatting to experts such as vets and physiotherapists and all kinds of experts in prey drive and reactive dogs, mm-hmm. um, just to try and educate people really about about
0: more about the dogs and the dog's behavior and yeah okay but, so, yeah. so uh, there's lots of lots to uh, pick apart there so d- just uh, you tell me how you become an instructor
1: oh well <laughs> <laughs> but um that's a good question it sort of uh, snowballs and i think it did for you as well michelle didn't it, it but did it you me. you get into canny cross and then you get really excited about it and i think because michelle is a running coach um you can see the sort of parallels and i'm a pilates teacher niching in pilates for runners so it sort of all made sense and we we both dog fit um running uh cross instructors and if you have a you have to have certain qualifications to be able to do it but we just applied and did it and it's been fantastic and the fact that we can use both our skills our sort of other skills to to do our canny cross has been really really good, and obviously that's why we've done the, our our own podcast as well. So it's been it's yeah. been really good. Okay, so have,
0: have the two of you always run with your dogs? No,
1: um,
2: kind of yes and no for me. <laughs> Yeah. Louise, you're more you're newer to it than I am,
1: aren't you? Yeah, I've, I've had dogs, you know, for, for, I mean Pickle is my uh, third dog and when I got her, I had all these visions of lovely walks and, you know, with her off the lead, running across the fields yeah. um, but she is so high prey drive that I can't let her off that often and then I think as it, it was, Michelle sort of introduced me to Canicross and it got me, my love for running back again actually I hadn't run for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then I started it, and it is so addictive. It really is. Because I think when you're canny crossing as well, you sort of stop thinking about yourself because you're focusing on your dog. You don't realise how fast you're going sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's amazing. And you go to some great places. So, yeah, it's new to me.
0: You don't realise how fast you're going to getting pulled along by the dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I must admit when I when I was thinking about this and, and things that we were going to talk about if if I if I think back that the majority of my of my runs I over the last four or five years I, I have done with our dog with, with Penny because then they're, they're not I haven't done a marathon for a long time now I think 2015 the last one I did and um, so naturally. I take the dog. I have a jog. She she runs a lot further than me because she she runs across the field. She does go off lead and runs back and runs forward and runs back. She's so yeah. doing a couple of miles. She probably does three. Um, so wh- when when would I become a canny crosser? Is that a, a, a canny cross runner? Am I saying that right? By the way, is it canny cross or canny cross? Canny cross.
2: Canny
0: cross. cross.
2: Yeah. yeah. When, when do I become
0: a canny cross runner? Is, well, am I but... am I or not or what's no, no.
2: <laughs> well can, canny cross mm-hmm. as a it's it's classed as a sport so canny cross mm-hmm. is defined as it, it's derived from the words canine and cross country running so it's basically okay. cross country running with your dog but yeah to to take part in canny cross you would be attached to your dog with the proper canny cross equipment so okay um so technically no, you you run with your dog off lead, which is great. Um, I, I have always done that with with Bella, my first dog, yeah. um, which was lovely. She was amazing company. She come on, she got me into trail running actually. Um, I used to be a road runner until I started taking Bella out with me
0: did she suggest um, it did she sell
2: she, she did she would look at me with those big brown beagle eyes and go please take me with you Charlotte. it looks really fun um and i only got into canny cross because when i adopted our second dog poppy um having realized that she was just not great at recall and would often chase after deer and i'd be there on the moors shouting after her um that was when i thought right she needs to be attached to me at all times so that's when I kind of became a canny crosser yeah and so they are kind of different um but we do kind of want to chat about just running in general with your dogs and looking after them we're not all about canny cross we just want to just want the best for the dogs really
1: yeah and and it is sorry it's great to go out with them whether they're on a canny cross kit or not because Mm. well it kills two birds with one stone doesn't it you're exercising yourself and you're exercising your dog at the same time so yeah um, it's a no win in my in my books okay yeah certainly
2: certainly helpful during lockdown when we were meant to be limiting outdoor time
0: yes
1: um, in terms of getting our own exercise
0: what what are the things you should be doing and what are the things you shouldn't
1: well, it's like running with a human to a certain extent because you need to be warming them up and you need to cool them down, and then the running bit in between. Um, you've just got to keep an eye on your dog. If you're attached, if you're canny crossing, um, you do need to be aware of your dog if it's getting, you know, tired or if something's not right. But otherwise, it's it's just fairly normal, isn't it, Michelle?
2: Yeah, it, it's it is knowing your dog and knowing your dog's limits. I think, um, yeah. and especially, I think it's it's crucial when you're starting out running with your dog. If if your dog isn't a regular runner, and I'm not talking about when you take them on the field and they charge about like lunatics, yeah. Um, but if they're not used to running with you, um, it's you know we often advise we have a Couch to Five K program. We get dogs and the humans started on Mm -hmm. um, just to ease them in gently, um, particularly if you are going to be running with them on a lead. Um, It's important because it's a constant pace and the dog doesn't have the opportunity to be stopping itself for a rest. Yes, Um, It's really important to build them up gradually as you would a human to anything.
1: And I I think it's also really important because I've had quite a few people who are really good runners on my taster sessions. Mm -hmm. And it is really important that they... That you, even though you're a good runner, that you take your dog's fitness as important, you know, as you know, seriously as you take your own. So, again, as Michelle said, you take them up slowly and build them up. Yeah. But you, you know, you hear of people doing ultras. I'd love to do one with um, with Pickle, but I know I've got a lot of work for both of us to do that. Yes. yes. Um, so, yeah.
0: So, do do you do you see certain you know certain breeds then more often in your groups, or because if you think. I think you know beagles and you know some dogs that can run and run and run and run for hours on end, doesn't there? And then my uh, my sister in law's just had a sausage dog, and yeah. <laughs> it's got tiny little legs. <laughs> like I, I couldn't see the sausage dog
1: doing too much. Candy. <laughs> I've done I've done a taste of session with a sausage dog, yeah. and it was brilliant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you see more certain breeds more? And I I don't mean whippets and greyhounds, but it, is, is that a thing or not?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I tend to see a lot of um, kind of pointers, um, collies, spaniels. I get a lot of spaniels yeah. um, and cockapoos. And I, I think, I think to be honest, the ta- thinking about the types of breeds, it's more the dogs that have a tendency to not be great at recall, so tend to be more into chasing prey. Um, and that's often why people come to me, because yeah. they can't run they don't feel comfortable or confident letting the dog off the lead to run with them. And they just want to learn how to, how to do it safely with them nearby. And especially with the, you know, with the sheep around in the countryside
1: and and whatnot. And uh, I think, I think my mix has just been the same and I've got a Labrador. um, And she's, she's brilliant. And I, I was running at the weekend and we had rescue dogs. We had a Doberman, Rockweiler. you know, it's, it's, it's a real mix of of dogs. Um, but they're usually ones that have got I mean I want to say the word issues but I don't mean <laughs> it sounds a bit a bit uh, not so good but yeah it's as Michelle says there's, there's always a reason why we can't let them off so that that's why people tend to get into canicross at the moment yeah. yeah
2: but then you do get people who just want to get into it for the sake of the sport for the sake of racing um, and, and those types of dogs tend to be the more kind of pointer, Bizzler yeah, breeds that I see a lot of.
1: Yeah, you got the foxhounds and the trailhounds as well. Yes. Like the, you know those; those are the serious canny cross dogs. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense <laughs> that people have come to you right? yeah. because, because you're almost.
0: I not you're not a dog trainer, but you're. I suppose no. if they're getting used to being around other dogs and running, and you know, and being in that process, I suppose when they're being walked, then they're being trained, aren't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, they are. It's it's especially great for reactive dogs. I mean, last week I ran a social group, and we just did like a, I think it was a five six k run, um, and there were there were four dogs who came, who were very reactive, and their owners were really worried about how they would be around other dogs. Yeah. Um, and we had a couple of dogs who were you know no issues. They were they were just coming along for fun. Um, And the reactive dogs actually were, we we didn't have any problems with them. There was a bit of barking at the start and when we stopped to let the group catch up, but they were fine. Um, And everyone was kind of saying, you know, it's amazing that my dog can do this. I didn't know my dog had the ability to be calm around other
1: dogs. And and I had exactly the same on this, this weekend because they were all reactive dogs and we didn't get a squeak out of them. And it's because they're all running the same way. Dogs yeah. get reactive when another dog comes towards it. So they're, you know, and especially if they're on a lead or something. Mm-hmm. So they can't react how they would pre- probably naturally react. Mm-hmm. They, um, yeah, they. that's why they react. So if all the dogs are running in the same direction, it's, um, you know, they just get on with it. And they love it. And they run side by side. And they, yeah, yeah. They it's really nice to see, actually. And, and to see the owners as well sort of calming down and relaxing and enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense because I mean, they're pack animals, aren't they? they it, yeah. I'd imagine that barking is, you know, hooray, I'm going out <laughs> with my <me> mates.
2: <laughs> it was, most of the barking was from my dog, who was like, because she's met all these individual dogs one to one when we've done taster sessions with them. Mm. And it was like she was checking in with them all. So she's like, can't see you, woof woof, yeah. where are you? <laughs> and she was just the noisiest dog, but she was so happy. Yeah. It was lovely to see. <laughs>
1: Does that mean it's going to be noisy when I meet up with you then,
2: Michelle? Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: so, when, when do you start with, you know, somebody wanted to say someone's got a pup, for example, I, mean, I imagine you wouldn't get very young dogs, but what, when would you start running with your dog?
2: Go on, Michelle. Yeah, well, well, we've, obviously your dog needs to be fully grown. Um, We would not advise running with a puppy at all, um, just for the simple reason that that, that, that their growth plates have not fused together yet. So Mm -hmm. um, if you run with them too early, you risk just damaging their bones. Um, So it's really important to get them checked out by your vet and ensure that they're fully grown. Um, If they, if pay attention to when you're getting them muted as well, because that can affect the process of the growth plates fusing together if they're new to too young Mm um the growth plates can fuse together quicker than normal so the bones subsequently aren't as strong um so it's just really important to chat through the process with your vet say that you're wanting to start running with them and just get them checked over and just make sure that they're ready for it really
1: yeah
2: um so that's so important
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and the longer you leave it kind of the better and i know that's hard because i know people you know sometimes think oh yeah i really want to do this um, but it is the most important thing because you'll have more years of running, you know, potentially longer. So it is really important. And you do see people out running with their dogs when they're quite young, and also running on pavements all the time isn't good for them, especially again young dogs. Um, so it's really important to get across the fields and on trails.
2: Yes. Yeah, the pavements can affect the joints, obviously, and just lead to issues.
0: Yeah, much like much like human runners.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah especially if
0: you walk your dog the same route every day it's,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what you do then joe
0: well you, you do get stuck in some routes yeah, 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 yeah you do yeah. Yeah. you know and if there's an angle on the pavement it's um constantly wearing away at a certain part of you <laughs> <laughs> So what what um what kit do you need so i i think so we've got what we when we walk Penny we've got a stretchy lead yeah but and, and I know that not everybody likes the stretchy lead. So my mum my doesn't, for example. And, and I think sometimes we've got the three kids with us and they're winding each other up and we get distracted and the, and the stretchy lead goes out and somebody's trying to walk past. And, <laughs> you, you know, what, what's the, talk to me about the etiquette, I suppose, and the, and the different kits um,
2: involved as well. Yeah. But, so when you say a stretcher lead do you mean an extending one or one with elastic yeah in an extendable lead yeah uh, the yeah. bane of my life I oh know. gosh yeah <laughs> uh, i've tripped over so many of them <laughs> 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 etiquette is put those in the bin <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 agree <with> the <laughs> it, it's really interesting so uh, let, let's do the etiquette first but and i think it goes for dog owners and i had a really interesting chat with a, a friend last night who's a dog owner and he didn't realize that if you see a dog on a lead, you should put a dog, your dog on the lead if you can't recall it. You know, if you can't get it to sit, stand by you when the, mm-hmm. the, the other dog's going past on the lead. So I think that's the thing as a canny crosser that can get really annoying because you're attached to your dog. and You find that you've got two dogs in front of you at the times um, because the other one comes to say hello like they do. Um, so it's just sort of that etiquette dog etiquette just generally as well as when you see someone canny crossing who's obviously going at a faster pace Mm -hmm. um, and it's harder to slow down sometimes um, is that but then we've got the proper kit haven't we michelle yes
2: yeah so if you're if you let's just put canny cross aside for one minute so if you are running with your dog Mm -hmm. um and you just want to hold a lead um you, you will always like try to find a a proper running harness for your dog for starters don't attach a lead to its collar because um that can damage the dog's neck um it's very delicate area anyway so Mm -hmm. so do aim to get a proper running harness and when i say a running harness i mean one that's been designed specifically for running um, and that's a y shape so one that doesn't cross the dog's shoulders and restrict the movement in any way OK, because um, you do you do see some um, harnesses that are like a T shape
1: mm-hmm. yeah. come
2: around the dog. And they've been designed to stop a dog pulling, um, which a lot of dog owners use for walking because they don't want the dogs pulling, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but they can damage a dog's shoulders if they try and run and just really restrict the movements. They're not very comfortable. Um, OK, so first of all, just put a harness on your dog that attaches the clips on at the back. Mm-hmm. And then we probably just advise a handheld lead that's got a bit of shock absorption in it. Um, like a, a, just a short bungee lead so that when, if the dog does pull off to the side of it, sees a squirrel or something, or you're not getting your arm yanked off. Yes. Um, but obviously there are then ways, If once you get into canny cross, that you can run hands-free, yeah. um, which
1: and, is and, the, way yeah.
2: I, the way Louise and I run. I'll let Louise yes. talk a little bit about yeah, that. And,
1: and that's just really important. So, you know, we all, I started off running my dog with her, holding her lead. And as soon as you go hands-free, you, your running style goes back to what it should do. Um, which is really important, isn't it? Because we need the arm movement yeah. to power through. And obviously we're going a little bit faster, so that really helps. Um, yeah. uh, so a, a, way, a, a, a human harness is as, as important as the dog harness. And you do see a lot of people with harnesses around there. I think you can get them off Amazon and, you know, cheap ones. They're yeah, any right. pet shop will yeah. sell the ones that go around your waist, yeah, won't they? But yeah. they're not they're not great for your back. No, and if you've got a strong pulling dog that will uh, ultimately affect your back. So mm-hmm. Pilates teacher head comes on at this point and it's <laughs> like, you know, you need to be pulling from the strongest part of your body, which is your pelvis. So you, you don't want to be pulling through your back because so, that's going to cause issues. Okay. And I actually had a really good runner locally to me come around the other day to try on a human harness because she's been getting back egg. She's got a collie that she runs with and it's been really affecting her. Um, so, that, so, so not, are these designed then
0: to sit on your pelvis when they actually yeah they, sit, you know, they yeah.
1: sit yeah just on your pelvis sort of across your bottom they're not the most attractive looking things and you've got leg straps as well so it stops it moving mm-hmm. um but you can't forget that when you're out running um so it's yeah. like a bit like a climbing harness you know that you you'd wear yes
0: yeah that
1: makes um, sense. Yeah. so that um, and once you've had one of those and and um then got the confidence to let go so then you're attached to the dog by bungee lead so you've got the stretchy lead there so that takes the shock out of if there's sudden movements or things like that okay but once you get going it's fab bungee the the
0: leads then are they rather than extendable that's what i had in my models. yes I, mean, I see
1: okay yes you don't want an extendable one when you're running. Oh, God, no.
0: <laughs>
2: what,
0: what about, uh, so you mentioned, you know, strong dogs then. What, what if you do have a particularly strong dog strapped to you? Is it?
2: It's to be honest, the, the, the human waist belt takes, and, and the shock absorption in the bungee lead, takes a lot of that power out of the dog because your most powerful bit is your hips, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, So it's really easy to not get, you know, I I very rarely see people pulled over by the dogs unless they're just taken by surprise. Um, But a strong pulling dog, you can certainly keep up with them if you've got the right equipment.
1: And and that's the importance as well. If you if you if you want to do it seriously or to to, to get the right kit is to have a, a taster session um because you're because i invariably and i'm sure michelle you're saying when you've had new people come to you they won't let go of that lead to start off because yes. they feel safer holding the lead yes um but actually when you let them go and the other thing i really really like about it is that so when we run we should we should be leaning forward shouldn't we not not literally from our hips but from our ankles we should be you know because that's the way we're going yes um and because you're getting pulled by your dog and plus the push from you as you run your running style is almost better isn't it i I think it is but interesting point yeah yeah and and the only other thing about canny crossing for you for you as a human running style is that if your dog is very strong for pulling you tend to overstride. So then you get the importance of, you know, you know, I bang on about this all the time, <laughs> training <Yeah. laughs> for humans. but it is so important. Having had lots of injuries recently, you know, my strength is the most important thing for me to keep running. Yeah, um, sure. And because obviously I've got more load going through my legs because my dog's a strong puller, then I have to really work at that to, to keep going.
0: Yes. What, what, a bit. What, what about um? What about equipment? If say somebody's got a dog who's got a muzzle and they'd like to come along to canny cross, is there is there equipment ready for that, or what? What tips and advice would you give,
1: Michelle?
2: A, a dog who's got a a muzzle. Sorry, a muzzle. Mm. Um, yeah, we 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 wouldn't provide a muzzle, um, but dogs can certainly run if they're muzzle providing it is a soft muzzle or a kind of, you know, a muzzle that allows them room to pant. Mm -hmm. Um, So dogs can certainly run in them if they're used to wearing them, provided that it is suitable and allows them to open the mouth while they're running, because that's, you know, a dog's only cooling mechanism.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. and it, and it's and, and people were people dogs wear muzzles for lots of reasons and and you know people have got an adverse you know they see a dog with a muzzle and they get oh yeah. you know what's wrong with that dog and sometimes it's just to stop them eating things off the ground <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Along. Yeah, so.
0: yeah yeah good point
1: <laughs> so just so,
0: so two questions come from that then one is about the panting so i suppose mm. that, because that's how they you know they can't sweat it's that you have to be careful with different weathers don't you really i suppose if it, in terms of how far you're taking them on a warmer day and um yeah
2: absolutely yeah it's, it's so important um, i mean even in in winter dogs can overheat yeah. i mean it, it does depend a lot on the dog um some dogs are naturally you know will naturally be hotter or cooler than others um but particularly over summer when the weather's hot you do need to be careful about taking your dog out yeah. um and there are you know signs you can look out for to see if they're overheating yeah um so we, we have we have done a podcast on that haven't we louise yeah um, no it was, it was really heat stroke work, in because it's yeah, yeah we, we do share that one quite regularly because yeah. it's so important
1: yeah, it is <laughs> but it's also I mean, the canny cross season is also from september through to easter isn't it So we tend to run in the, you know, all the races and stuff tend to be in the um, winter months, although September and October this year were really hot. So, again, you have to be really careful of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And some dogs take on more water. I run along the canal sometimes, so she often drops into the canal to have a cool off and i don't i'm still attached but i don't (laughs) yeah
2: mine's mine's just obsessed with kind of stepping into any kind of water she can find like rivers or yeah
0: yeah my my dog does that as well she's any any water she can find she's in (laughs) which is it so it's always bath time as well um just so you mentioned races there tell me about the races and
1: oh i better do this isn't michelle
2: you better because i've never done a canny cross rain. Yeah. as louise keeps reminding me
1: she's gonna do one i will i'll
2: get round to it
1: um well, this kind of got my love i it's really interesting because i hadn't i'd run on and off for a long time and i hadn't raced for ages and yeah. i didn't realize i was as competitive as i was until i started racing it um but basically they I'm in the Midland area so there's um, a, a, a race, race series called Canicross Midlands but there's lots out there and we've got information on that on our websites. but um, they do what they tend to do and there's lots of different ones but these ones they tend to, you tend to go off separately with your dog. So got, you got you line up and you count it down, you've got 20 minute uh, gap in between each dog which is really nice for a lot of dogs because they like to follow a dog you know so that that keeps them out in front um and they they're 5k races mm-hmm. um and yeah they're just brilliant and the canicross midlands are really good at doing um novice races so if you've never done it before they do a 3k one yeah and they yeah. set you up and they you know take you through the start and everything like that so and it's a good that's a good way to get your dog used to that sort of thing yeah but the dogs love it. I mean, you can imagine the noise at a race. It can be quite loud. At yeah. Time. So are these on these on
0: trail and and you know yeah. private land and, yeah. and that's you know estates that kind of venue. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. They're, they're brilliant. They are brilliant fun, and um, it's just it's just. I mean, we all need goals, don't we? And it's just a really nice way to for you and your dog to sort of do something a bit different and again i've got a load of people into it and they're so excited about it and they want to get fitter now and they want to get the dog fitter for the next lot of races in january so yeah um, i'm
0: just imagining yeah. like the winner's photographs of the, <laughs> the yeah. is it the dog is it is it both of you, who, who, who are you you're a team aren't who, who you you're definitely
1: country. a team <laughs> Oh, they are. Joe, you need to go and find one nearby. They are they are such good fun. And <laughs> they can get re- They're not competitive, but they can get really, really competitive. Yeah, I, bet, I bet they can, yeah. Yeah. And, and the speed... So the other thing about, um, sorry, canny crossing, is that especially in races, you go off really fast. So it's really important for you to warm up um, yourself mm-hmm. and obviously the dogs to warm up because they're so hyped up when they go that you start off at such a speed. I mean, some of the times I've got in the first mile, I look at afterwards and think, really? Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: Off to a flyer.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, one question I did want to ask you both is how, how do you handle when you're in a group, if you're doing your, can, your canny cross sessions, if somebody has an overly boisterous or, or an aggressive dog? <laughs> and the re- the reason I ask this is is that you can go out for a walk with your dog and, and um, you know, there might be another dog who's nipping away at your dog or jumping up at you mm-hmm. and, a bit, and maybe even nipping at you. And then the owner will come over and say, Oh, they won't hurt you. It's um, <laughs> She's ever so soft or he's ever so soft and lovely whilst they're biting you. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like that they, they defend them to the hilt because it's their dog and they love their dog. Yeah. It's understandable, but I, have you had a scenario like that in one of your groups or how or how would you handle something like that
2: oh in, in our groups the, i mean the people who come along firstly of all you know we brief them all to to keep the the distance from one another so we don't all run kind of as a close-knit pack we'll kind of run in a line yeah so that there's always you know the, the, there'll be a dog out in the front and then the rest will naturally want to follow and chase that lead dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't tend to have issues with the people who come to the groups. With If there are dogs around who are off lead, yeah. um, when they see a pack of running dogs coming towards them, mm-hmm. the, it's not often an issue because the dogs will usually not want to get involved <laughs> when they see us running past as a group. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't tend to happen much. Mm-hmm. Um, we do occasionally have dogs run up to us. Um, yeah. But it's usually a case of just, I I normally just kind of shout ahead, you know, coming through and owners will generally avoid us. Um, Yeah, I haven't really had an issue while we've been out running. It tends to be more while I'm out walking. They avoid you because
0: they're worried about their dog running off with you. Yeah, they they do tend
2: to grab hold of their dog because dogs will chase us because we are having loads of fun. Um, So that does happen quite a lot. Dogs will join in with
1: us and you can hear the owners shouting, come back.
2: Benny or whatever come back <laughs>
1: as we get kind of run off <laughs> there's also i don't, I don't know what um, poppy's like michelle but i when pickle is uh canny crossing i think it more happens more when we're out by ourselves but um she's working she's on a on yeah. a job when she's canny crossing so she can run part she she doesn't get involved with other dogs and i can just give her the commands like on on or forward and she will keep going, and we sort of leave dogs standing because they're like, "Oh, that dog doesn't yeah. want to play with me." Yeah. And, and so I think the commands and everything are really important. Training your dog yeah. okay. so you can get yourself out of the situations.
0: Are, are there um, are there a standard set of commands? Is there that you teach your dogs, or
1: you can use different words? Yeah, but yeah, yeah ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, it tends to come down to personal preference,
1: doesn't yeah. it? Really yeah. it depends what you're, you're comfortable shouting out as well, because you do you do shout a lot when you're running yeah
2: Yeah, because your dog can't see you so your only communication is via the lead yeah um, so you can kind of tug the lead and if you want the dog to go in a particular direction I mean I've taught poppy left and right now so she will kind of avoid trees so we don't get wrapped around them yeah I
1: still find myself putting my arm out to one direction and then forgetting to tell her which way I want to go but you know yeah remembering that she can't see you
0: (laughs) (laughs) have you or can you think of what the, um, the best dog name that you've come across in these groups is that. Oh gosh, oh.
2: that's a good question. I'm trying I've
1: to had a it. Diesel recently, which I quite liked. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know actually. It's, I like. I personally like the the boys' names, like when they're like Stanley and things like that. But yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've
2: we've got Gary who comes to our group. He's lovely.
1: Gary named yeah.
0: you after your favourite uncle yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. So, so tell us. Sorry, we've chatted about running with dogs in general. Tell tell us a bit more about the podcast. Then you know how often is it? Where can people listen to it? What the, who who are you having on that kind of stuff? Um, well,
2: we've we've organised it into seasons, haven't we, Louise? Yeah. So we we are attempting while each season is running mm-hmm. that there is an episode released every Friday morning, yeah, um, at seven o'clock. So. But then we, we kind of we, we have a break every now and again because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it is a big job putting a podcast on, isn't it? I mean, you'll know this, Joe.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's a big yeah. commitment. Um, so we're basically our, our first season was mainly about kind of getting started with canny cross, wasn't it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the important things to consider. So we did an episode on heat stroke, for example. We talked to um, a couple of people, a couple of researchers who'd done a, a, a lot of research into this area. And yeah. um, we chatted about canny cross kits um, but our, our most recent season, which we're just, which we've just finished, yeah. um, is about it's just about different types of dogs that are suitable for canny cross. So mm-hmm. we've chatted to um, an expert in prey drive. Yeah, that was. Um, we chatted to Sarah Jones from My Anxious Dog, so she was talking about you know dogs wearing yellow and the importance of you know how canny cross helps dogs who are anxious. Okay. Um. So we're talking about how it focuses them, um, and it certainly helps helping her dog who's mm-hmm. very anxious
1: yeah yeah and we've we've done that. we've talked to vets physios we've talked yeah. to dog behaviorists um Yeah, and yeah it's just been really interesting and we and we're always open to to new suggestions as well
2: yeah (laughs) yeah so so if anyone's listening today and thinks oh i know i know something about dogs that might
1: be useful yeah Yeah, do get
2: in touch yeah it's. i mean we've learned loads though haven't we it's been it's been brilliant yeah
1: Yeah, because as you said earlier joe we're not dog trainers and i think people come to our sessions and think that we know how to you know and we have Learned a lot about dogs so we can give some information out but we're not dog trainers no
2: no we're not experts we just we just we know we know the kits mm-hmm. and yeah and we know how to train people in running yeah but we're not we're not kind of behavioral experts no. so it's it's been it's been really good for us
0: yeah i, I agree it's um doing podcasts you write it 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 is hard work but you you do learn a lot because you you get to ask the questions that you want to ask I suppose. which is which is nice you do you do learn a lot yeah what um so it comes out on a friday um it's in seasons is there a season out now or a new one yeah
2: Just yeah some... we're currently on season two aren't we just uh-huh. finishing that one up so there'll be a new one out then in the new year yeah,
1: yeah. okay yeah, we're going to record one together aren't we michelle we out,
2: are we're going to record the first yeah. the first episode of season three when we actually go on our first run in real life together yeah.
0: and, you, so... <laughs> and you record that whilst you're running will you yeah yeah, yeah. Really.
2: so there'll be lots of barking and things yeah and be, it, poppy. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: what so let's finish on christmas presents for dogs then i so i i I get my mum's always done this i i get a christmas card off the dogs every year
2: do you do that that's so cute we don't
0: bother my mum and birthday cards that's so cute Um, christmas presents for dogs
1: I, uh, I well, I bought her a harness this year, which she's already using. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and I tend to just get her a toy. But the, there's so much out there, isn't there? There's there's stockings. That I've, I've seen all these advent calendars this week. Oh, this this month, you know, um, well, advent yeah. calendars for dogs. Advent calendars for dogs. Have you not seen those, Joe? <laughs> <they just know. laughs> oh. Yeah, I think they've got biscuits and things and little treats. Yeah. Um, yeah we were
2: chatting in in the last episode of series two actually um about the importance of keeping your dog warm after it's oh yeah. it's been running so um i was i was kind of hoping louise would buy pickle a nice little fleecy jacket to wear it's in hand. <laughs> in hand
1: when she's finished her run yeah because <laughs> because, because that was the thing that we learned because i'm not very yeah. good at washing down da- i don't wash my dog down i, I, I hear all the gas from people now but i just rub her down and then it was about keeping them warm and i'm like well she's a dog of course she's warm yeah but we I were like- saying obviously we finish a run i always take a coat in the
2: car for me yeah and kind of put on after my run yeah um so you know we should be doing the same for our dogs really um keep them warm yeah
0: i would just i would have. I would have- I would have said exactly the same things. Yeah. She's a dog. She's, <laughs>
2: She's
0: then, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no dear. There's a lot to it. Yeah, you, you need to know these things. Um, so, so give us all of your um your your web address and and where <laughs> people can listen to the podcast and where people can connect with you as well, please.
1: Shall I go first? So, yes. Uh, um, I'll let you do the candy, uh, well the, the, so we've got Canicross cross conversations um, which is our podcast and you can get that on uh, www.cannycrossconversations.co.uk mm-hmm. um, so all the um, all the podcasts are there I am, I'm confusing. I'm Paws for Running, which is my Canicross um, business, and I'm Studio 44 Pilates, which is Pilates for um, Runners, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I've also got a website under the same name, so there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Come Thank you. and find me. Thank
2: you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just mileswithmichelle.co.uk, uh-huh. um, and I'm also on um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well, so yeah, happy to answer any questions that yeah. anybody's got about dogs. I always... You know, I always welcome kind of messages from people who are looking for more information. and I'll do my best to point them um, to the right place. I mean, with Louise and I being trained with DogFit, um, DogFit has a team of trainers around the UK. Um, So there will be somebody near you, um, if you're not local to either me or Louise, who can offer you a taster session and show you a bit more um, and give you a bit more information and so you can try the kit
1: on. Cool. which also makes a great christmas present vouchers for taster sessions there you go
2: yeah
1: there oh, we yeah. go <laughs> well, yeah, and shall
0: it's a, for listeners it's this is recording on the 14th of december i believe it's your birthday tomorrow shell
2: it is yes it was louise's birthday yesterday as well, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> well happy
0: birthday to you both
2: thank you thanks joe Pleasure.
0: and um thanks ever so much for coming on and telling us all about Canny Cross, as I now know it's pronounced correctly.
1: Yes, brilliant. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank
2: you. It's been brilliant. Thanks, Joe.